Welcome back once again to our uh, devotions with Pastor Dave Rogers. Um, last week we talked about uh, God using adversity um, to show, or using adversity as our assurance of his love. Um, the week before that we talked about God using um, adversity as a way of getting our attention, maybe just smacking us in the face. So if you miss those, you can go back and listen to the previous ones. Today, though, this might be a toughie. Is God using adversity <laughs> as a way for us to examine ourselves? Unpack this for us, Dave. Well, this is going <laughs> to be an interesting one to deal with. Um, I I think the the important thing for the listener to understand is, uh, as a pastor, uh, most of the sermons that I've preached have uh, been born out of my own experience <laughs> and need. Uh, when when the Lord is speaking to me, uh, he, he can be brutally honest with me, and sometimes uh, it, it hurts. But that's okay. And I've always uh, believed that uh, I'm not unique or special, but uh, the things that uh, I'm dealing with, others are dealing with as well. Well, we did learn that earlier on in this, in this series, so that's Exactly. <laughs> and so... As, as I think of adversity being uh, God's call to self-examination, uh, I came across several things in my studies uh, that, that just affirmed this truth to me. Uh, we know that uh, we are called to self-examination by the Apostle Paul uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses uh, 31 through 32. Uh, where he wrote to the church at Corinth and says, But if we judge ourselves, we would not come under judgment. For when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. And then we find also in Revelation chapter 3, verse 19, Those whom I love, I rebuke. And I discipline. Adversity is, as we talked about last week, uh, evidence of God's love for us, the assurance of God's love for us. Uh, but uh, God doesn't just allow us to go through a time of adversity uh, to uh, prove his love to us. He, he is also calling us to do some uh, inward looking, <laughs> some uh, introspection, if you please. <laughs> and, and introspection sometimes is painful. But, you know, pain is our friend. Uh, we don't appreciate pain. Uh, we, we try to do everything we can to avoid pain, uh, but pain is, in fact, our friend. Uh, the value of pain is this, that in the physical realm, it's one of our greatest protectors. Uh, years ago, there was a, a book that was written uh, by uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Brandt uh, entitled, Where is God When It Hurts? Uh, Dr. Paul Brandt spent his career researching Hansen's disease, or uh, in the biblical sense, it's called leprosy. Hmm. 
And uh, Hansen's disease is the absence of pain, people who don't mm. feel pain. And as the result of that, experience catastrophic wounds because what should be the, the warning system mm-hmm. doesn't work for them. They may lay their hand on a, a hot uh, hot burner uh, or grab a hot pan and, and suffer uh, catastrophic uh, burns. Uh, they may cut themselves and not realize that they have cut themselves. Uh, things of that nature. Uh, and he speaks to us in this book of the importance of pain. Now, Craig, what's the first thing you do when you feel pain? You want to make it stop. You stop, yeah. <laughs> you usually stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you stop and see right. what's the problem here. Right. You know, uh, the other day I, I was uh, going to do some work in the yard, and we had had the snow, of course, and uh, my, my boots have been out in the garage uh, since last winter. And, uh, you know, who knows what has fallen into those boots over the, the last nine, ten months or so since I wore them last. And so I went out there and I thought, well, I'm going to put on my boots. And I jammed my foot down in that boot and there was a stick oh. that was down there and it poked my foot really good. And the first thing I did was yank that boot off (laughs) and remove the stick. Uh, (laughs) It was a a call for some examination, (laughs) some action. action. And and so, so it is in our life. When, when we experience pain, we stop to see what the problem is. In other words, we self-examine. Well, there's benefit to self-examination because when we begin to examine what's going on in our life, sometimes we find uh, that there are some things that are taking place in our life that are detrimental to our our faith, Mm -hmm. detrimental to our walk with uh, the Lord. And when we identify them, we are faced with a decision either to allow them to remain and suffer the consequence, or to address them. Now, I have found this to be a fact in my, my own existence. I am not an oyster. <laughs> now, the oyster <laughs> will have an irritant that, that gets into the shell. <laughs> and make something beautiful. And from they it. make something beautiful <laughs> right. out, of that, or out of that irritant, that grain of sand, mm-hmm. that little uh, pebble or whatever it is. Uh, but when we conceal that or when we try to ignore it and hope that it goes away, it, it begins to work uh, adversely against us. Uh, I love this verse in, in Proverbs that says, it's Proverbs twenty eight thirteen, he who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Mm. You know, and, and pain in our life can be the revealer of a problem. Something, a sin in our life that needs to be dealt with. We may be experiencing some emotional pain, uh, some trauma, 
has come our way and and uh, maybe a friend has betrayed us and we feel the the pain of that betrayal and and we begin to allow that to grow into bitterness or resentment and and all of a sudden we feel the I'm just going to call it an infection mm-hmm. beginning to grow in our our life and it's an unhealthy thing uh if we conceal that it will destroy us mm-hmm. Uh, but if we address it, uh, we move into finding God's mercy. Now, one of the things uh, I would like to look at is the word prosperity. Uh, as we look at this scripture here, he who conceals his sin does not prosper. Prosperity isn't about wealth. Mm. It's not about the accumulation of wealth. Uh, in fact, in Hebrews or in Hebrew, it means to push forward, to go over or to advance. And if we are going to push forward, if we are going to advance uh, in our spirit development, it's necessary that we confront the sin as it is revealed in our life. God requires that we search it out, that we confess it, that we renounce it, or in other words, that we forsake our sins and that we move on. The presence of sin in our hearts and in our lives results in powerlessness. Our our prayers are hindered. Mm. Uh, Our walk is hindered. Uh, We find that internal conflict going on uh, because we know what's there. We feel the pain of our our sin, and and yet if we try to ignore it, it just hinders us greatly. You know, I love John's writings. And, uh, of course, he he wrote five of the New Testament books, but I'm thinking particularly of his second epistle, or excuse me, his third epistle, uh, the second verse where he he was praying for his friend Gaius. Uh, and his prayer is that Gaius would prosper in all things and be in good health, even as his soul prospered. John's prayer was simply this, that Gaius would have a right relationship with the Lord so that God would allow him to push forward or to advance in business and in health, and that he would advance in his spirit Mm. as well. However, if we conceal our sin, we will not prosper, according to that verse in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. I believe that it's for a lack of self-examination that, that many Christians struggle. They grow cold in their walk. They grow self-sufficient. And that's one of the reasons God allows adversity. Adversity forces us to look at our lives, to see what we're doing or to see what we're not doing. Uh, you know, that, that door swings both ways, my friend. <laughs> but what we are doing or what we're not doing, which result in pain. 
you know, one of the things that I've noticed uh, over the years is much of the pain that I personally have experienced in my life is the result of some of the choices that I've made. Uh, and may I say choices that were not directed by the Lord. Uh, the writer of Proverbs says, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is, is destruction. Not good. It's not a good thing. And uh, when I find that I'm experiencing pain in my life, uh, and that pain is is the strain of relationship, if, if mm. I sense that, that it's not right between me and the Lord, it I know that it hurts him. It pains his heart. But it pains my heart to know that decisions that I've made, actions that I've taken, have have brought hurt. Mm-hmm. to the heart of my heavenly father. Uh, and that's just not a place I, I want to be. And and I strive daily to avoid it, but it's a daily struggle too, <laughs> you know. Self-examination often reveals self-sufficiency. Man, you know, I, I just can't help but think of that old Frank Sinatra song, I did it my way, <laughs> you know, and and I I used to sing that song as a, a rowdy teenager, and it was kind of a, a, my a mantra. Uh, <laughs> oh, regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. <laughs> I did what I had to do. I saw it through without exemption. Uh, I planned each, each chartered, chartered course, course uh, each careful, careful step, step along, along the, the byway. byway. But more, more much, much more, more than, than this. this. I did it, I did my, it way. my way. That's a great song. I mean, the, the sound of it is so good. Yeah. But it's horrible. <laughs> the message of it right. stinks. Yes. Because the end result is going yeah. to be pain in your life mm-hmm. and pain in someone else's life. But most importantly, you're breaking the heart of mm. Father God yeah. uh, by doing it my way. And so he allows us to experience the pain. You know, it can't... You can't help but hurt when you realize how you've hurt others. Um, I mean, husbands, think about the times you've just been very insensitive to your your wife's uh, needs, mm-hmm. uh, her wishes, uh, you know, and you just, like a bull in China, uh, a China closet, you charged through and you just did that guy. My way. <laughs> you did it your way, you know, and and... Some have just quietly suffered the consequence of that. Mm-hmm. Other wives have been very, you know, uh, vocal about the fact that, man, you hurt me more than you would ever know, you know, and, and it made it clear. When we understand that it hurts us in our relationship with one another, how much more uh, do we grieve the Lord when we walk in our strength and our, un- our own understanding? You see, God wants us to depend on him. God has so richly provided for us and opened up uh, the blessings of relationship with him. And he has so much more for us than we have ever, ever even imagined. Mm-hmm. But but we come up short, and most of the time it's because of our self-sufficiency. Yeah, You know, we just say, you know, hey, Lord, I've I've got this one. You sat down. 
I'll, I'll handle this. <laughs> right. And and the end result is is absolutely disastrous. Mm. He wants us to depend on him. And adversity will once again cause us to see things in a proper perspective. One of the easiest things to do is try to cover or ignore uh, uh, sin. And like cancer, sin will eat away at our relationship with the Lord until we are obeying the lust of the flesh and have fallen into a spiritual death. Uh, you know, I as, as I crafted that sentence, I, I was thinking about my grandfather. Uh, he was... Uh, your man's man, you know, he, he was rough, uh, rough guy, uh, tough as nails. He had a hard, hard upbringing and, uh, uh, he was just what I thought about as, uh, what a man was like. Um, but grandpa developed cancer, uh, in his late fifties. He had had a growth on his arm, and uh, it just didn't go away. And uh, I said to him one day, I says, you know, Grandpa, that, that's been there for a long time. I, I think you need to have that looked at. You need to see your doctor. And he looked at me, and with that, uh, I'll do it my way uh, approach, he says, why should I go to a doctor? All he's going to do is tell me that's cancer and it's going to kill me anyway. Mm. And so he didn't do anything with it. Uh, And he died at 63. Uh, Mm. Could it have been prevented? I don't know. You know, that's that's not for me to determine. But but when I saw him just dig in his heels and say, no, I'm going to tough it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to man up here and I'm going to do my thing. uh, I couldn't help but think that he suffered the consequence, and listen, we do the same thing with sin in our life. We know that it's there. Mm. We know that it's an irritant to our spirit and to our soul, and that it's it's eroding yeah. our spirit. We need to deal with it, because if we dig in and do the self-sufficient thing, it's going to lead us to... to you know, an unhealthy result. And mm. and we just need to press on uh, and not fall into the spiritual death. Now, sin is sin. I had, I had a parishioner one day come to me and he said, you know, Pastor, you know what I wish you would do? I wish that you would just get up and name sins for us so that we would know what... Oh, what create a list. Yeah, just, just make that list, you know, and... and <laughs> Uh, knowing a little bit about your your background <laughs> yeah. and, and my background in mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the churches that we grew up in, uh, back in the early days, they had the list, oh, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you didn't do certain things or associate with people that did those things. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, when this young man came to me and said, I just wish that you did, it was so much easier when we had our list. Well... I'm reminded of, of several of the passages. Uh, the one that comes to mind immediately is uh, Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21, where it talks about the fruit of the flesh, mm. you know, and, and uh, it, it lists 
some some pretty uh, consequential categories there, and and we would do well to uh, to rid our life from them. But if we have a conscience, and we should have a conscience, if the Holy Spirit is working in us, that conscience will become seared or dulled if we keep ignoring it. Mm. You know, the the Holy Spirit is is gentle like a dove. And he, he does come to reprove or convict the world of sin. But if we keep ignoring him, uh, we can become calloused to, uh, to what is in our life. We can become so callous that we no longer feel that we are grieving the Holy Spirit. And when we come to that point, then God doesn't hear from us until we are floundering in a sea of despair. When we get to the point where we've said, Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear you anymore. Just leave me alone on this. He may do that. And then we come to the point where we've come to the end of ourselves. And God's faithful. God's there. And we feel that gentle nudge, that prompt. And sometimes it comes in the form of (laughs) adversity that calls us to self-examination. Let me read again that that verse of Scripture, if I may. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 31 and 32. If we would judge ourselves, we would not come under judgment. When we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. If you're experiencing adversity in your life today, I just want to challenge you. Please stop running. Stop blaming others for what is happening. Stop and look at your life. Ask yourself, is there a sin that I'm hiding here? Is there something which stands in the way of the lordship of Jesus Christ in your life? Ask, are there things which need to be submitted to his lordship? And if you find that the answer is yes, then may I simply encourage you to submit it to him. To do so, let go of it. Deal with that that plank in your eye. It's the sin that so easily entangles you. Deal with it. Don't concern yourself with what someone else did to you, and don't blame someone else for your circumstance, but just look and say, Lord, this is where I'm at, and that's not a good place. You know, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to push ahead in your spiritual walk. And so let's remove every obstacle that we can so that we may prosper, that we may push forward in our spiritual walk in our life and in our health. God wants us to press beyond this moment. Amen. That's good. It's not a it's not a fun word, but it's a very good one. And it, it is so true that um, when things are going well in our lives, especially if it's something that we think that we'd caused, it's easy to forget who our source is. Exactly. And that is that self-sufficient problem that I can do it. It's a my way. Yeah. 
You know, I, I can't help but think as we close this, uh, the Apostle Paul said, you know, if, if anybody has cause for boasting in themselves, uh, and he went on to recite his pedigree to the church at Philippi, <laughs> and, and he says, you know, I, I am a Hebrew's Hebrew. Uh, uh, in the law, I mm. was uh, flawless in keeping the law. I was a Pharisee's Pharisee. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin and uh, trained by Gamaliel. And he, he went on and cited that, but he made a statement in his letter to the church at Ephesus, which which just stands out, and he says, if I glory in anything at all, I'm going to glory in the cross of Calvary. Mm-hmm. And without the Lord, we are nothing. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's good. We have one more in this series, uh, so come back next week for that. Uh, Pastor Dave, thanks again for putting this together. This is wonderful. Well, Craig, thank you for hosting the uh, podcast. Absolutely. It's, it's been a uh, blast to do. You bet. Well, we will uh, uh, tackle God's way using adversity of conquering our pride. Next week, come back, tell your friends, and have a wonderful week.